0: Have you ever received a call or text from a number that you don't know, saying that a package you ordered hasn't been delivered because they need just a little bit more information from you? You don't remember ordering a package, and then start wondering how this scammer got your number? Well, anytime you go online and accept cookies or buy anything online, websites can keep your data and sell it to data brokers, who create a digital ID of you. They can sell this digital ID to the highest bidder, and lo and behold, a bunch of scammers get a ton of information about you that you never agreed to give them. Well, with ECOGNI, this is no longer an issue. All you need to do is sign up, and ECOGNI will use the GDPR and CCPA and other privacy laws to get these companies to remove your data from their networks, protecting you and your data from scammers and anyone else who wants to use your data against you. Use the link in the description or episode notes, and get a Cogni today for $6.49 a month on a one-year plan. And protect your data and digital ID. I live in Europe, and it's incredibly easy to travel here. By bus, train, or plane, I can be in any other European country in a matter of hours, for pretty cheap. But while I'm in other countries, I still want to check my emails, check my YouTube analytics, and all that fun stuff. Well, by using Surfshark VPN, I changed my location to France using one of their 3,200 plus servers, and I'm no longer annoyed by thousands of emails from Google freaking out saying, oh my god, there's a computer in Spain trying to hack you. There isn't Google, it's me. And thanks to Surfshark, I'm no longer bothered by these annoying messages. Use the link in the description or episode notes to get Surfshark VPN today for as little as $2.30 per month on a two-year plan, and log into all your accounts anywhere with zero hassle and no annoying emails. Hello, and welcome to the Essential Reads Podcast. I'm Isaac, and my goal is to bring to you a bunch of audiobooks from your favourite classic authors such as Orson Welles, Robert Louis Stevenson, John Steinbeck, and many more. Come join me on this journey to help get these books to the masses in an easy, accessible way. Let's start. Hello, and welcome to the Essential Reads Podcast. I'm Isaac, and my goal is to bring to you a bunch of audiobooks from your favourite classic authors such as Orson Welles, Robert Louis Stevenson, John Steinbeck, and many more. Come join me on this journey to help get these books to the masses in an easy, accessible way. Let's start. The Grapes of Wrath, by John Steinbeck Chapter 25 The spring is beautiful in California, valleys in which the fruit blossoms are fragrant pink and white waters in a shallow sea. And then the first tendrils of the grapes swelling from the old gnarled vines, cascade down to cover the trunks. The full green hills are round and soft as breasts. And on the level vegetable lands are the mile-long rows of pale green lettuce and the spindly little cauliflowers, the grey-green unearthly artichoke plants. And then the leaves break out on the trees, and the petals drop from the fruit trees and carpet the earth with pink and white. The centers of the blossoms swell and grow and color. Cherries and apples, peaches and pears, figs which close the flower in the fruits. All California quickens with produce and the fruit grows heavy and the limbs bend gradually under the fruit so that little crutches must be placed under them to support the weight. Behind the fruitfulness are men of understanding and knowledge and skill. Men who experiment with seed, endlessly developing techniques for greater crops of plants whose roots will resist the million enemies of the earth. The moulds, the insects, the rusts, the blights. These men work carefully and endlessly to perfect the seed, the roots. And there are men of chemistry who spray the trees against pests, who sulphur the grapes, who cut out the disease and rots, mildews and sickness. Doctors are preventative medicine. Men at the borders who look for fruit flies, for Japanese beetle. Men who quarantine the sick trees and root them out and burn them. Men of knowledge. Men who graft the young tree's little vines are cleverest of all, for theirs is a surgeon's job, as tender and delicate. And these men must have surgeon's hands and surgeon's hearts to slit the bark, to place the grafts to bind the wound and cover them from air. These are great men. Along the rows, the cultivators move, tearing spring grass and turning it under to make a fertile earth, breaking the ground to hold the water up near the surface, ridging the ground in little pools for the irrigation, destroying the weed roots that may drink the water away from the trees. All the time, the fruit swells, and the flowers break out in long clusters along the vine. And in the growing year, The warmth grows and the leaves turn dark green. The prunes lengthen like little green bird eggs and the limbs sag down against the crutches under the weight. And the hard little pears take shape and the beginning of fuzz comes out on the peaches. Grape blossoms shed their tiny petals and the hard little beads become green buttons and the buttons grow heavy. The men who work in the fields The owners of the Little Orchers watch and calculate. The year is heavy with produce. The men are proud, for of their knowledge they can make the year heavy. They have transformed the world with their knowledge. The short, lean wheat has been made big and productive. Little sour apples have grown large and sweet. And that old grape that grew among the trees and fed the birds its tiny fruit has mothered a thousand varieties red and black, green and pale pink, purple and yellow, and each variety with its own flavour. The men who work in the experimental farms have made new fruits, nectarines and forty kinds of plums, walnuts with paper shells, and always they work, selecting, grafting, changing, driving themselves, driving the earth to produce. And first, the cherries ripen. Cent and a half a pound. Help! we can't 'em for that. Black cherries and red cherries, full and sweet. And the birds eat half of each cherry, and the yellow jackets buzz into the holes the birds made. And on the ground, the seeds drop and dry with black shreds hanging from them. The purple prunes soften and sweeten. My God, we can't pick and dry and sulfur em. We can't pay wages, no matter what wages. And the purple prunes carpet the ground. And first... Skins wrinkle a little, and swarms of flies come to feast, and the valley is filled with the odour of sweet decay. The meat turns dark, and the crop shrivels on the ground. And the pears grow yellow and soft. Five dollars a ton. Five dollars for forty fifty pound boxes. Trees pruned and sprayed. Orchards cultivated. Pick the fruit, put it in boxes, load the trucks, deliver the fruit to the cannery, Forty boxes for five dollars. We can't do it. And the yellow fruit falls heavily to the ground and splashes on the ground. The yellow jackets dig into the soft meat and there is a smell of ferment and rot. Then the grapes. We can't make good wine. People can't buy good wine. Rip the grapes from the vines. Good grapes. Rotten grapes. Wasp-stung grapes. Press the stems Press the dirt and rot. But there's mildew and formic acid in the vats. Add sulphur and tannic acid. The smell from the ferment is not the rich odour of wine, but the smell of decay and chemicals. Oh well, it has alcohol in it anyway. They can get drunk. The little farmers watched debt creep up on them like the tide. They sprayed the trees and sold no crops. They pruned and grafted and could not pick up the crop. And then the men of knowledge have worked, have considered, and the fruit is rotting on the ground, and the decaying mash in the wine vats is poisoning the air. And taste the wine, no grape flavour at all, just sulphur and tannic acid and alcohol. This little orchard will be a part of a great holding next year, for the debt will have choked the owner. This vineyard will belong to the bank. Only the great owners can survive, for they own the canneries too. And four pears peeled and cut in half, cooked and canned, still costs fifteen cents. And the canned pears do not spoil. They will last for years. The decay spreads over the state, and the sweet smell is a great sorrow on the land. Men who can graft the trees and make the seeds fertile and big can find no way to let the hungry people eat their produce. Men who have created new fruits in the world cannot create a system whereby their fruits may be eaten. And their failure hangs over the state like a great sorrow. The works of the roots of the vines, of the trees must be destroyed to keep up the price. And this is the saddest, bitterest thing of all. Carloads of oranges dumped on the ground. People came for miles for the fruit but this could not be. How would they buy oranges at 20 cents a dozen if they could drive out and pick them up? And men with hoses squirt kerosene on the oranges. And they are angry at the crime, angry at the people who have come to take the fruit. A million hungry people, needing the fruit. And kerosene, sprayed over the golden mountains. And the smell of rot fills the country. Burn coffee for fuel in the ship. Burn corn to keep warm, it makes a hot fire. Dump potatoes in the rivers, and place guards along the banks to keep hungry people from fishing them out. Slaughter the pigs and bury them, and let the putrescence drip down into the earth. There is a crime here that goes beyond denunciation. There is a sorrow here that weeping cannot symbolise. There is a failure here that topples all our successes. The earth, the fertile earth, the straight tree rose, the sturdy trunks and the ripe fruit, and children dying of Pelagra must die because a profit cannot be taken from an orange, and coroners must fill in the certificates, died of malnutrition, because the food must rot, must be forced to rot. The people come with nets to fish for potatoes in the river and the guards hold them back. They come in rattling cars to get the dumped oranges, but the kerosene is sprayed, and they stand still and watch the potatoes float by. Listen to the screaming pigs being killed in a ditch and covered with quicklime. Watch the mountains of oranges slop down to a putrefying ooze. And in the eyes of the hungry people, there is the failure and in the eyes of the hungry there is a growing wrath. In the souls of the people the grapes of wrath are filling and growing heavy, growing heavy for the vintage. Thank you so very much for listening. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. And if you really want to support me, share this chapter with your friends, family, and whoever you feel would enjoy it. And if you really wish to support me, head to my Patreon. The link is in the episode notes. If you choose to follow the podcast, you'll have three new chapters per week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Once again, I thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you so very much for listening. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. And if you really want to support me, share this chapter with your friends, family, and whoever you feel would enjoy it. And if you really wish to support me, head to my Patreon. The link is in the episode notes. If you choose to follow the podcast, you'll have three new chapters per week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Once again, I thank you for listening. And until next time, bye bye.